Welcome again to the Parenting is Heart Work podcast. I'm Dr. Scott Taransky and here with Elena Svetslot from the Netherlands, and we are eager to help you address the heart of your child. Each time we get together, it's our goal to share with you theory uh, and theology about the heart, but also to give you practical ideas so that you'll be able to implement them right away in your home. We choose all kinds of different topics to work on. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, just shoot that to us so that we can include that in our upcoming broadcast. So, Elena, welcome today. I'm glad that you could be with me again. Let's talk about parenting. Hi, Dr. Scott. Hi, everyone. Very good to be together again in the beginning of the year. Um, and indeed, we have some exciting topics to talk about this year. And I hope and I pray that a lot of parents will be able to learn and transform the lives of their families and of their children in the process. So um, very grateful to be able to learn from you and uh, together um, about parenting. Um, Dr. Mm -hmm. Scott, what are we going to discuss about today? One of the questions I, I think that parents often ask is, okay, I like this heart-based approach, but what if my uh, spouse isn't on board? Or we get a grandma who says, wow, this is really amazing stuff, but um, how can I help do this when my uh, I don't have my grandkids very much of the time. And that question is a very important question that I want to address today because sometimes people, parents or grandparents, um, they somehow discount the power that they have to work with a child because the other parent isn't involved or the other adults working in this child's life are not involved. So let's talk about this a little bit because by the time we're done today, I would like every parent to feel the power that they have as they're working with that child. I'd like every grandparent to feel the power that they have in working with the grandchild that they're working with so that they can go out and encourage, realizing that children change and the influence that we have in children's lives is very important and powerful. I fully agree. And I think it's very important to realize that um, as parents, we have different, we had different views and different uh, opinions on things as different mothers and, and, and uh, fathers. We also um, know people who, who are single and there are single parents out there who uh, would love to be able to partner with their uh, ex-spouses to be able to bring the same parenting approach. But it's very difficult. And I think in many families, even for Christian parents sometimes, it's challenging to um, come together and fully, fully agree on, on everything. And I personally um, have a big interest in, in this, so I'm very curious, Dr. Scott, to learn more about it and to, um, yeah, to get some more insight into the best uh, or some of the best uh, techniques, but also some of the, um, some of the uh, ways in which we can um, get this better as, as parents who want to do the uh, biblical parenting approach. Well, let's start with the, the understanding that dads always do it differently than moms. Let's accept, accept those differences to start with, because sometimes one parent wants to implement more firmness and another parent wants to implement more relationship. And mm. both of those are good. You can relate to children mm. and raise godly, healthy kids with a more relational style of parenting. And you can raise disciples for Jesus Christ using more firmness in your parenting. There's not just one good way to raise children. And in fact, when you have two parents working with a child, that child often benefits from the strengths that each 
parent brings to the process. So one of the things we have to do is not get discouraged that a parent does things differently and to recognize that even a different approach may be of benefit to a child. Sometimes a mom will say, oh, my husband's so hard on my child. Well, yes, I understand. And maybe your comfort and your relational approach is what your child needs, but maybe your child does need more firmness. That doesn't justify harshness and meanness and anger responses to a child, but um, it does mean that sometimes as parents, we must be uh, tolerant and acceptable of the fact that another parent may do it differently and that's okay. So we have to accept differences and actually sometimes view them as an asset, recognize mm -hmm. that children respond differently to different parental cues and different parental approaches. So uh, once we do that, then I think that takes us into a different level. But we first have to come to a place where we can accept much of the different approach that a, the other parent has. Mm. I think the fear many parents have is that they send different messages to their children or um, their children get confused with the different parenting styles. And um, in the end, it, this, um, let's say this, this doesn't help with the final approach and it doesn't help to get to the final result, which is um, getting them to um, uh, develop uh, internal motivation as we want. What would you say about that? Yeah, okay. So once we've got to this place where we can accept some of the differences, there are going to be some ways that the other parent responds that, are, that may be conflicting with what we know to be best. So maybe the other parent uses anger to motivate the child because they say, well, he won't listen to me until I get angry. And you know that that isn't the best approach. And so it frustrates you that this other parent um, takes a harsh approach because harshness damages relationship. So there are going to be some of those things that take place where one parent gives in and says, oh, because you're whining, I'll give you what you want. Um, and the other parent says, whoa, 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 wait a minute, we, that's not a good thing. We need some more firmness here and not allow the whining that goes on. Uh, we need a little more structure in this home. So there are differences that we try to, to acknowledge and want to change. And those I think we have to be a little bit more diplomatic about. Now, it, when two parents live in the same home, we can have those problems, but also we have the problems when we have uh, parents who are separated or divorced and the children going back and forth between those homes. Here's what we want to do. You need to, you as the parent that we're talking to, want to recognize the power that you have that allows you to influence your child. There are some times when you can come alongside of your child and say, um, yeah, dad was pretty rough on you there, but there are some things that are important for you to learn. You know, yelling at you wasn't the best approach, but there are uh, some things that we can benefit from here. Let's talk about it. And so then we're not just blaming the other parent, but we're using the opportunity to help a, a child learn from the experience and recognize their part in the problem. Some children need to be more responsible or more respectful or, or need to learn how to follow instructions to be less defiant. All of those things are important things that a child can learn. And even though another parent has a poor response, you can step into the situation and help that child kind of find out what it is in that situation that they can learn and take away from, while at the same time, not excusing the other parent, mm. um, but being able to say, here, let's, what can we learn from this particular situation? Yeah, I think that's very powerful. And I think some parents, um, like you said in the beginning, um, need to get to get, you know, need. Uh, it's a good opportunity to get together and discuss some of the uh, differences that 
we as parents sometimes have amongst us. Um, I think that helps also with partnership and also it helps with um, how we um, increase the strength in our own relationship as parents. But if that is not the case, indeed, having a conversation with a child um, is a very powerful tool. Dr. Scott, how would you do? How would you deal with that when the kid, when the ch- children are small, or, or I mean, young in age? Well, I think there's sometimes when we just come alongside and comfort a child, where we mm-hmm. we help them work on the character qualities they need, and we trust that God has a plan for this child. God's going to work mm-hmm. in this. Uh, we are also trying to work with the other parent. You know, I don't want to just uh, write off the parent and say they're not willing to change, but there are. Sometimes when two parents just disagree, they grew up in different kinds of homes, they have ideas about how this child ought to be trained, and so they approach it in ways that make it kind of hard to listen to someone else's point of view. Uh, And so there are times when someone comes to us at the Biblical Parenting Coaching Program, and they say, I really like this. I want to be coached by one of your coaches, but my husband's not on board or my wife's Mm -hmm. not on board. Uh, Can I still do this? And my response is, yes, you can definitely do this. We will work with the parent who's interested in learning and growing. So what's amazing to me is how many times the parent we're working with starts to implement some of the heart-based tools. We start seeing significant Mm -hmm. change in a child because the biblical parenting coaching program brings major change in a short amount of time. So when we see that kind of change take place, then, then often the other parent will say, uh, here, let me try that. And and so we have some responsiveness on the other parent to try something new because they also want to see the progress. They also want to have the stronger relationship. They start to realize that they're, they may have some good things like being firm is okay, but harsh is not. And Mm -hmm. so they're starting to grow in some areas just by the modeling that one parent does. We don't have to preach at the other parent, but what we Mm -hmm. can do is model the uh, heart-based approach because it works Sometimes a parent will say, start picking up the things. And so I think it's just really fun. So I'll be talking to a mom and she'll say, hey, my husband started doing the same, asking the same kind of questions at the end of a correction time. And uh, I was really surprised, but he's obviously listening to what I'm doing. So um, that is exciting because it's a different way to bring a parent on board and good things result as a part of that. So it doesn't always happen through confrontation that we bring about change in another parent. Sometimes it happens through modeling. And, and of course, both parents love the kids. And yeah. so sometimes we change our approach or we recognize, there, yeah, there is a better approach. There is a new way to look at this. And when we do, then we're willing to make the changes because we want the best for our children. Yeah, I've, I can really testify to this because I've seen families that went through the parenting um, coaching and that have said exactly the same things. And in fact, what, I, what struck me the, uh, the most was the fact that so most of the times parents don't really have a parenting approach. They don't have a parenting strategy, as we call it. They don't really, you know, we don't learn this in school, unfortunately, before we have children. So, you know, having a good approach with parenting, such as we have at the biblical parenting approach, really offers a lot of hope for parents. And also, um, yeah, it offers a, a helpline. So, Absolutely, fully agree that um, when we have this, really, it helps us to uh, to see things from a different perspective. Dr. Scott, um, there was a question at some point um, I had from a different parent um, uh, who was parenting older children or um, in their teens, and they were um, uh, having challenges with uh, explaining or or uh, the the lifestyles between the father and the mother who were separate were 
was very di very different. Um, when your child is, let's say, pushing very much back on on this approach, um, how would you how would you treat that um, if they, let's say, they are really averse to how you are parenting uh, in a biblical way? What would you um, what would you suggest to do? When children are in different homes, for example, and and uh, they come into your home, there needs to be some um, acknowledgement when they cross the threshold into your home that we have certain ways that we operate. We have certain principles that we follow, and we have certain convictions that we live by. So when you're in this home, this is what we do. Now, some children have a hard time with what we call the, the uh, re-entry moments because they start saying, well, dad wouldn't do it this way, or mom does it differently. And our response to that is simply to say, in this home, this is how we live. Now, we don't just set up rules for rules' sake, but what we do is we set up these rules that have convictions behind them. And the convictions that exist behind the rules are strategic. So often we're saying, we, we tell children sometimes those convictions, and sometimes we just live them out. We don't, in this home, we don't watch R-rated movies, we don't eat junk food, and we have bedtimes, and we make our beds. Okay, so there's, there's uh, things that we do in this home that you might not do at the other home. But we live by these principles because we have convictions about what makes life work most effectively. So in that way, what we're doing is we're training children to understand that there are convictions and values that mom or dad believe that don't exist in the other home. Now, what we're trying to do over time is, especially with young people, is we're trying to convince them that uh, the principles we live by are the best ones to choose. And most of the time, there are indications of that. Yes, we're a little bit more strict. We don't allow you to go to those kind of parties and we set limits on video games, but we do that for a reason. And as children get older, many times they go, you know what? I think that, uh, that those kind of principles were really to my advantage. So uh, again, we're working with the parent who has an interest in a heart-based approach and trying to help them understand how to use that in the most effective way so that they can persuade a child, so they can train a child's heart, so they can impart the convictions and values that this child needs. Yes, yeah, sometimes there's competition between parents, but we're going to do what we can to influence this particular child to see and help them learn what needs to be learned. Yeah, I think that's absolutely uh, valid, especially when, yeah, when uh, unfortunately many, uh, many parents are also parenting. Uh, alone and um, yeah, fortunately or unfortunately, um, it, it's so such a big help and such a big hope for us to to be able to offer guidance and to for them to learn about the biblical parenting approach and how they should how they should um, be able to explain and 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 connect with their children and hopefully win win their hearts. Um, well, with the help of God, of course. Um, Dr. Scott, I would like to um, uh, to ask you in the end of the podcast, what are some of the resources um, that you would encourage parents to to read, to look at, um, specifically to learn more about um, about this topic? Well, I think the book "Parenting is Heart Work" is uh, very important. It's being used now in three seminaries as a textbook. It is a uh, as Larry Fowler, a former executive director of Awana, said uh, recently. He said this is a the a classic book in the area of parenting, because it really helps you understand more about the heart and the difference between a heart-based approach and what we typically call a reactive approach to parenting. So many parents just engage in reactive parenting. They don't, they see something they don't like, and they just kind of blow up about it or whatever. 
or, or they're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants, just trying to figure out what to do here. I'm going to give you a consequence for that, hoping a child's going to change. Parenting's heart work is much deeper uh, of a book because what it does is it gives parents a greater understanding of what this is all about. So we want parents to be able to grab that, understand it. And I would highly recommend that book as a tool for, um, for understanding and implementing something different than when most parents, even Christian parents, uh, present to their children. So Bernie's Heartwork, I think, would be a great book to read. Are there any other, um, uh, is there any other advice or any other um, no, uh, things that you want to mention before we close this episode about parenting se- differently and separately, perhaps? Yes, I, I do think that this applies to grandparents because the main principle here is take the influence you have and maximize it. If you only get to spend time two or three days a month with that child, that is influence. So use the influence you have and don't minimize it. The second thing is to realize that even other adults that aren't parents who work with your children do things differently. Your child might have a teacher who is more strict or a babysitter who's more lenient. Hmm. In any case, what we're trying to do is help children know how to respond in those situations. So we then can interpret life and we can help a child say uh, to themselves, when the babysitter says, I think it's time for you to go to bed now, you need to hear me saying, it's time for bed, so that the child's learning how to respond to this other leader or authority. We become this guide for the child to help them interpret what's going on with the other parent. We might say, you know, your coach yelled at you. That's not a good response, but look at what you were doing. You were out there picking dandelions when you should have been watching the ball uh, during the baseball game. And so um, think about what you can learn from this, even though the coach is doing the wrong thing. So I don't have any problem helping children see that the approach of another adult is not the best, but many times children blame problems, their own problems on other people because their approach is wrong. And what we're saying is let's learn from those other people. Because sometimes when uh, someone else does it, even poorly, our children could benefit from it. It kind of shakes them up a little bit. And we can come in and say, hey, let me help you learn from this experience. That's so crucial when other parents would just uh, helicopter in and rescue their kids, yell at the coach or whatever. We're saying, let's try to learn from this experience. Very important for us to be that vehicle through which our children are learning the values when parenting styles or, or coaching styles differ than what we know to be the best. Yeah, and most of all, we know that we are praying to God and um, we put our hope in Him to change the hearts of our children. So this approach we're talking about is all about that. It's all about um, uh, inviting God into our lives and in the lives of our children to transform their hearts. Um, So thank you so much, Dr. Scott, for so powerful lessons and also parents i really hope that you uh, get to put them into practice in the beginning of this year i hope many of you um, will take a lot of hope and strength from these and as always uh, we have um, we start to grow our um, gallery of episodes so please go back and listen to some other episodes that we recorded in the past and always feel free to uh, check in with us. You can find Dr. Scott at biblicalparenting.org um, and you can find myself at parentingishardwork.org. So please get in touch with us with questions or with suggestions for new episodes. Um, we'll be more than happy to uh, uh, support you. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, God bless. God bless.